Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films you can stream on the internet. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me is the co-host that has always been in my top 10, Mars! Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I was really racking my brain on what, what my intro would be for this one. And I was like, it could go sideways Yeah, really I was like, there, there's some <laughs> definitely weird choices because easily be made here. <laughs> Yeah, so what Mars is getting at is that today we're going to be reviewing a little film called Cam, the movie that made me kind of wonder if I should have been a Cam girl back in my youth when my boobs still looked good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, Mars, can you do me a solid and remind our listeners of our very serious spoiler policy? Very seriously, we're going to spoil the whole thing. Very seriously. If you haven't seen Cam... You should actually go watch it because it's different than what I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. So I think it would be worth it to watch it unspoiled. If you haven't watched it and you're about to, maybe also be forewarned that there's some sex in it. You should definitely watch this with mom and dad. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Or like maybe like a 12-year-old sibling of the opposite gender, you know, things that are going to be really uncomfortable. Family night. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so how have you been and what have you been up to? Um, I've been really good. Uh, I have a cousin who moved into the most haunted room in my house. And I haven't told him yet. So we'll see how that goes. Like I was saying to you, I'm uh, curious to see how the spirits will feel about him moving in. <laughs> I mean, so far they seem pretty okay. We haven't had any weird noises or cupboards or anything. I don't know what he's experienced in the room, but he right. hasn't said anything. So I think it's okay. We'll see. We'll I mean, see. it's been like three weeks. You did have an Amityville smell, so we'll Yeah, see. that was over the summer before he was here. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good at least. Yeah. So still... we'll see. I haven't brought it up. I figure, you know, why bring it up if nothing's ever going to happen, you know? Or if he's not going to notice anything, let's just let him live in his perfect little bubble of this is just a house. (laughs) But I'm so excited to talk about this movie with you tonight. This is one of those things where I know I have recommended it to you so many times that the pressure is on. But I I wish I hadn't talked about it so much because I want your genuine opinion. Like, if you don't like it, that's totally fine or whatever you feel about it. But it is, I think, an interesting movie and you can't not have an opinion like whoever watches this you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it or whatever so i'm yeah. excited to hear and i've really think. needed to talk to you about it because i have so many questions <laughs> it's not really an answer to the qu- its own questions kind of movie and that's one of the things like you have to be okay with an ambiguous sort of ending oh no that i'm okay with okay. i have questions about other things oh okay well i'm intrigued <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably not that intriguing don't get your hopes up <laughs> oh too late too late they're up so it's okay. just like you know every once in a while we watch a movie or i'm like and then i don't understand why they did this and you're like well i mean they turned on the light because the light was off and like oh right okay get it now. you know like so i have a feeling they're gonna be things like that where i'm like oh yeah no that makes so much obvious sense Got when it. you say it out loud okay all right well i'm excited to see what what parts of this stood out to you and and confused you and you can maybe <laughs> i probably have some of my own so, but this was actually, even though I've been recommending this to you forever, this is actually a you pick. So what made you decide to pick this one? Um, well, on the one hand, because you had uh, been recommending it to me for so long. So it had been on my list, on my Netflix list. And mm-hmm. then I was in my regular 
cycle of watching movies and it I was on my Netflix round and it was the next one and I was supposed to pick a movie like the next day for our podcast and so I figured I'd just skip it and then choose it for our podcast since it was coming up anyway and it reminded me that I wanted to watch it and because we just done braid and yes. we've been talking about Madeline Brewer, right? Brewer, yes. not Brewster, Brewer. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I want to call her Brewster as well, but no, it is definitely Brewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I had that feeling, and I don't know why I keep wanting to call her Madeline Brewster, but anyway, you're a child of the '90s. Yeah, I guess. And so, Punky Brewster is just like in our DNA, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to not pronounce the "st" in the Brewer. She's awesome in this too. It It just gets better too. Like you know how I talked about, um, in the Braid episode, how. You know, she was so wasted on Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. By seeing her in Braid. And then now that I've seen her in Cam, I'm just like, man, she was so wasted in Handmaid's Tale and Braid yeah. somehow. Yep. She's she's really amazing in this. The, the stuff that she has to do in this is pretty, like, the different levels and the different variations on her character. Because there's, like, subtle differences between who she is when she's on the Cam and who she is when she's the other person on the camp, you know, like yeah. there's a lot going on here in terms of her performance that she is, she's awesome in this. Yeah. What do you say we dig into the review? Mars, would you do me the honor of doing the synopsis of Cam? Absolutely. Um, so we start out watching a Cam video of our main character, Lola, who's talking to all of her guys and she's just adorable. She like I understand the reason why Cam girls exist and you know whatever. But somehow she was just really adorable, and I yeah. get that, that that's her her character is to be this you know really adorable cutesy little girl who also does dirty things. But you know anyway, so she is having her guys like vote on which like sex toy she's going to use, and someone <laughs> starts suggesting that she use a knife. So she tries to block this person and they still come back and, you know, the suggestions keep getting more and more violent and she's getting more and more disturbed by it and then does pull out a knife, slits her own throat and presumably dies and then all of a sudden pops up and she's like, gotcha, and rips off her her neck prosthetic. Yeah. And that's our introduction to the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely leaves an impression. So just like really quickly, I want to talk a little bit about one of the things I liked about this movie is, and you see it in this opening section, is that you get this sort of unironically voyeuristic view into a, a subculture that I don't have firsthand experience in. And I don't, like, I kind of have an idea of what I think camming is like, but I don't fully understand it. And I like this peak because it's actually created, the screenwriter is a former cam girl. Issa uh, Mazai is a former cam girl. And so this movie is not autobiographical, but like some of it is actually taken from her real life and her real experiences as a cam girl. And the director actually shot some of her online porn. So these are two people who actually have some insight into this world. So there is, it lends it some authenticity that is that makes it interesting understanding the dynamics of how she talks with her clients or i don't know her audience and like also kind of understanding the way that the tipping get like a little dopamine hit every time you hear that little ding 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 as the kit changes Mm -hmm. like coins are coming in so i really this opening scene to me was it was a good little like horror scene but also like right away i was very much drawn into seeing this subculture 
Yeah, and it really made me interested in her character, even though it wasn't, you know, it was a it was a first introduction to her. But I like, I mean, and it's like, you know, I don't have any experience with the cam girl world on either mm-hmm. side of the camera. But, you know, and I, I realized that part of the cam girl thing is not necessarily the sexual things. It's also the feeling of connection with someone through yeah. the screen, you know. And so, mm-hmm. and I liked how they did that throughout the movie of the way she talks to her guys and talks about her guys. You know, she calls them my guys. And when she talks about baby and she's like, she doesn't even know her guys, you know? And yeah. And it shows that there's, it's not just sexual fulfillment that she's providing. It's also like a kind of like companionship and kind of like a club kind of feeling where she, yes. you know, because it's guys- also like amongst the guys themselves. Like they yeah, all like they're know making- each other. Yeah, you know, she makes a comment in this opening scene about like how she hates the inside jokes that two of the guys are have with each other and mm-hmm. always making and stuff and how, you know, and and it it gives it like almost a sense of like, you know, like I said like a club sort of, like a belo- like a cl- belonging to a group that also sometimes results in what does she call it the cum show or something like that you know? <laughs> i mean yeah and i mean that for, aspect as well <laughs> for being a movie about a cam girl there is surprisingly little actual like sex you know yeah the even though you're seeing like a quote-unquote seedy kind of side of life like they do stay away from sort of the exploitation and the like titillation for the most yeah. part I mean, most of the things things that we see her doing in the cam is just hanging out in, like, yes, suggestive clothing and whatever, but mostly just, like, talking to these guys, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, interacting with them is the majority of it. And, you know, and I'm glad I liked that. I liked that it was, like, it's not just about, you know, guys don't just show up to watch a girl, you know, get off. It's, they're there because it's a feeling of groupness. That's a good point. The other thing this scene does that's interesting is it takes... It kind of subverts your ideas about typically how sex workers are in movies. They're usually a character that you know, okay, we're going to see this person get assaulted or they're a victim. Whereas in this kind of takes this idea of violence and you see the violence happen and then it's she actually has a lot of agency in it and she is sort of in control of the situation. And so it kind of breaks with the typical narratives that we see about sex workers right from the opening scene. Yeah. And then, and I know we're getting ahead because we always do. Yes. But when... We as the movie goes on and it shows more and more of what she puts into her quote unquote shows and like her calendar that she has of each right. show that she's put on. So much of it that she's doing is marketing, you know, like yeah. she's looking at what's popular and what's trending, and she's finding a way to leverage it for herself in order to get more followers and to improve her rankings. So so much of it is planning and writing up these, or you know, not literally writing, but coming up with these scenes that are going to be unique and yet still mm-hmm. following in the vein of what people are interested in and then planning and keeping track. And, you know, she's doing a lot of small business ownership skills yeah. here, you know? They show that she has professional ambition. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is not usually something you see with, with a sex worker character in a TV show. That like, yeah, you see the work side is not just the actual sex part of it, but there is, like you said, there's like, she's like her own marketing department. That's like a really good way of describing it. I don't know. I, that's what one of the reasons I really liked this movie is because it treats, obviously there are par- portions of sex works that like sex trafficking is a real thing. And right. there are definitely sex workers out there who are, who want out of life. But you never really see sex workers represented who are in this line of work by choice and who take pride in their work. And, and who aspire to get better. And like, you and know. that is a thing. It does exist. We just don't ever, ever see it. We always see them as on CSI SVU or something. Yeah. 
Anyway, getting back to the <laughs> we're, yeah. we're like, what, 10 minutes into the actual movie yeah. and we've already talked about a Sorry. third of the... <laughs> um, anyway, so we get her title card and then we get her, um, you know, trying to take a video of herself with the blood and whatever, but she gets a call from one of her guys, uh, Tinker, who it turns out was the one who was faking being the anonymous user who was yes. instigating the violence. Because she, it turns out, has been doing these suicide shows because they've been really popular lately. And so she's gushing to him about how how much fun it was and how much the guys were into it and how her rank went up to like 50 or 60 something. And she can't wait to break the top 50. And they're talking about um, Barney. Is it Barney? Who yeah. she thinks might be her whale. And he warns her about how she poached him from Baby, who's the number one on the Free Girls Live website. And uh, they're pretty much just talking about, like, her being like, oh, this is the year we're going to break top 50, you know, whatever. And then I only mention this not because it's important to the movie, because it's adorable. When the doorbell rings and she's just, oh, food! And, like, <laughs> goes skipping. She, like, yeah, and then she's, like, sock running down her hallway and she's still not wearing a shirt and she's still covered in the blood. And she just opens the door and the delivery boy is unfazed and she just <laughs> takes her food and then she's, like, just so excited. And, um... So she's eating and talking to Tink, who is, like, you know, one of her, her, I mean, probably, like, old, you know, not oldest as an age. He's, like, her super fan, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she gets a call from Barney. So she makes up a lie to to Tink to hang up with him. And she starts talking to Barney because he's the rich guy who Mm -hmm. tips all the, you know, makes all, gets all the girls to number one. And he's become interested in her lately and all that. And so she snubs tink in favor of barney um after that we get her she's at her mom's salon right that's what's next yeah Mm -hmm. and her mom is um owns or works at a salon of some sort and she's uh doing lola who is now alice is her real name doing alice's eyebrows and her makeup and things for a date that alice won't tell her about and when her mom is away and alice is little brother is there who's turning 17 and she's like hey check this out i killed myself or i slipped my throat last night and she shows him the video and i'm just like and this is when i find out that he knows about this but they haven't she hasn't told yeah. her mom because she doesn't want to tell her mom until she's in the top 10 or whatever like her, she wants her rank to be better before she tells her mom and all i could think was like dude like i have a little brother yeah i would not ever like maybe, <laughs> I mean, and we're you know we're very close. Maybe I would tell him that I was doing this, but I would never show him a video of yeah. it of me. Like that's not a that's, that's not a, a closeness that's a that I desire. No, <laughs> but I do like that we get to see her life outside of the cam world. Yeah, and that yeah. she has a relationship with her family, and and she is really close with her brother. Because, you know, later on... Really close. Yeah. (laughs) A little too close. Um, But still, I think that it fleshes out the character. And it it reinforces this idea that she's not some, like, broken bird, you know? Like, she, this is something that she has agency and is choosing to do. Yeah, it's like, this is an aspiration she has because she chose it and not because, like, ah, you know, her drugs led her to this path of, you know, whatever. It's like, this is something that she's choosing because she wants it and she, you know... It's something she feels a sense of accomplishment in, and I don't know. Yeah. I probably will talk about that point a lot because I'm halfway through a a pint. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. What? What are you drinking? Dawn of the Red. Ooh, I don't know what that is. I've never had this Dawn of the Red. It's a red IPA. Oh. Yeah, so we meet her brother. We find out that his birthday's coming up. And Alice is promising to, quote unquote, get the day off for his yeah. party. Um, and then we go to her. She's shopping, which it turns out she's shopping for a show she's doing that night. It's um, a, a date night, right? So she mm-hmm. looks all nice and she's in the grocery store picking out stuff for the date night. And she runs into someone that I'm presuming she knew in high school is what yeah. the relationship felt like. Yeah. And um, they're kind of catching up on like, oh, my God, you know, what have you been up to? And um, when the friend whose name I don't remember we'll call her cindy let's see i might have it let's see do 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 nope i do not sorry okay well doesn't really matter (laughs) right yeah so we'll call her cindy when she asks alice what she does alice kind of uh you should come to the party to like avoid yeah the question and um and then tells her that she needs napkins and as the friend is guiding her away to go show her the napkins is she sees tink in the store yeah. who is watching her and then gets horrified and runs away as he uh, should yeah super creepy it's like that and the thing is is in this moment like that you kind of think like oh i know what kind of movie this is gonna be because it you've got not. the like yeah because you've got the like john showing up where he's not supposed to kind of stalking her and you're like pre-programmed from like every other sex work where you've seen in a horror movie to be like oh this is about to turn into some like weird captivity thing but it goes real different yep it goes it's yeah 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 i mean like you know we talk about a lot how there there are times when i predict the twist in the very beginning like, and, and it, usually i'm always like god damn it <laughs> and usually I like write myself off or I'm like, nah, I can't possibly be that. That would be weird. And then it is. I'm like, well, okay, I guess it makes sense now, but it didn't four seconds into the movie when I didn't know anything else about this movie. About yeah. it. Um, anyway, I did not at ever, like at any point was I ever right about this movie. Oh, not that's at any fun. point did I call this. Yeah. I feel like that's a sign of good writing. I tend to get lost and don't always catch the, the twist before they come, but you're a good barometer. If you don't see it coming, then... They have been very creative in hiding the twists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there, but I did not at any point predict this at all. So I I very much enjoyed it because I love when I get caught off guard. Oh, good. In ways that make sense. (laughs) Like, there's some movies where you're like, I didn't see that coming, and it makes no sense, though. It went there, but you know. The other thing I love about this is something that first appears in the scene with the parents, but the color palette totally changes between when she's lola and when she's alice whenever she is in the cam world like it's like hyper saturated reds and pinks and blues and then you get out out into her quote-unquote real life and it becomes like this very muted naturalistic palette it's sort of like dull colors as opposed to this like hyper reality that she has when she's camming yeah 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 which i mean like i love those hyper saturated bright colors because Mm -hmm. it's dreamlike but not like you know, when you think dream and you think like fuzzy, like, oh, right. you know, clouds, and it's not that kind of dream. It's something about that juxtaposition is really, is nice. There's an I intensity like it. to it. Yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. So the next thing we get is her, um, she's like Skyping with her cam girlfriend, Fox. And this is when we start getting kind of, I mean, we've already seen the inside of her house, but this is more so the idea where, and we see her by a couch while she's at her mom's salon Mm -hmm. but we're um more introduced to the fact that she's kind of newly moved into this house and it's like it when we see it from the outside it's a nice house it's like a two it's a big house 
and all of her furniture is still kind of partially wrapped and a bunch of stuff is still in boxes and things. Um, but she's opening a box that she got from one of her guys who sent her homemade cookies and nipple clamps because, mm-hmm. you know, you're nice and also nice, I guess. But she's uh, talking to Fox about how, you know, she she's checking her rank again and she's like, oh, my God, I'm back down to like 57 or something. And she's complaining, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, never sleep? And Fox is saying, yeah, you know, I camped 70 hours this week and my rank didn't move at all. So they start talking about, like, things that they could do to try to get their ranking better. And Fox suggests a live show and Alice says that she doesn't do live shows and then quickly changes her tune and she's like oh but you know she doesn't want to go to the cam girl house because it's too far but then she's like oh but if i go we could do a show with the sibian it's called the vibr vibratron but it's totally a a sibian okay i i think i hear sibian and keep thinking simian like the monkey (laughs) and then i'm like i can't possibly be the that can't possibly be the right word because that's but okay anyway and Fox is like, no, 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 that thing is way too intense. Like, don't do that. And she's like, oh, fine, you know. And uh, she goes into her date night with her guys where she's cooked a steak and they're pretending to have dinner together. And while they're having dinner, she hits 50. Yeah. And she's all excited because this has been her goal. And she, you know, there's confetti and everything. And she's just so, so, so excited. And um, throughout this entire scene, I was completely distracted by the giant piece of glitter that was right on her lash line. <laughs> yeah, no Because it was so dangerously like, that close That is to her not eyeball. cosmetic grade. That is not like, cosmetic grade. That is going to scratch your cornea up. Oof. You got to move that. You got to move it. But she doesn't and she survives. But anyway, so she's all incredibly excited because this is like, you know, she, her goal is to be top 10, but 50 has been her goal for so long and this is the year and everything. But then people start leaving her room and her rank starts dropping again and she's like what and and i loved this because you could see the struggle Uh in her to continue that facade of oh my gosh i'm so excited thank you so much thank you so much while she's trying to not freak out over the fact that she's already losing her rank Uh but also trying to figure out what's going on while still always trying to maintain like connection with her room and pretending like nothing's wrong and i think that she did an amazing job yes. of portraying that struggle. Yes. She did so good. Right. Because, I mean, you have to, as an actor, be working on three different levels here. You have to be uh, acting like you're excited when you're upset, but trying to hide that you're upset. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot of layers well, also, to this performance. Yeah, while also actually remembering your real-world job of remembering your lines and what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to stay mentally and all this. Like, I can't... It's a lot yeah. to juggle, and she pulled it off amazingly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But she gets on her laptop onto the the FGL website and finds out that there's a rival cam girl. Princess. Princess. So Princess is a notoriously non-nude cam girl, but she has advertised that she will go nude if she – or she's willing to strip off a piece of clothing for every rank that Alice drops. So all these guys are now going to Princess's channel and tipping there so that Alice drops in rank and so that she'll hopefully go all all – all nude right and alice is panicking but also still trying to maintain that like oh yeah you guys are the best and i'm so proud of you blah 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 blah. and just as she hits like 57 or something she's like oh, okay bye and then ends her her room because mm-hmm. that way she can't drop rank anymore is that immediately i guess i don't know because she drops rank when she's not online anyway so I'm... but anyway so then she sees princess's 
cam where she's like, oh, only seven. Like, guess it's not gonna, I guess I'm not stripping today or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Alice has to go mark it on her calendar that it was date night and that she went in the wrong direction yeah. in the ranks. Oh, poor her. And that's when she gets on the phone with Fox and is like, we're doing it. We're doing the Vibratron in the cam girl house. This thing she didn't really want to do because it was so far. And mm-hmm. so that becomes her new plan because she's she had a taste of the top 50. She's not going to let the dream go. Yes. Well, I mean, she's very ambitious. Good for her. She does what she's got to do. Um, so she goes to the cam girl house and she's trying to do her makeup in the dark, but, you know, whatever. And she sees Princess, and, you know, they have words. And Princess is kind of just a jerk who's, like, pretending, pr- trying to play that in. So I'm like, oh, but what did I do? Even though it's like, right. you know what you did. Right. You, you know what you did. And, um, anyway, this is where I got my first, or my second kind of idea of what I thought this movie was going to be. Right. But I still was wrong. Like, you thought it was going to pour us into hostility between the cam girls? No, I'm talking about when she actually does the show with Fox. Oh, I mean, this is probably the most, like, horrifying scene of the movie, aside from maybe the very final one. Actually, I think that there's more horrifying scenes oh, in the is, movie. Is it full creep factor on Tink? Mm, no, it's the policeman, actually. Oh, God, you're right. No, you're right. You're correct. It's the policeman, I and forgot. it's also Barney at the restaurant. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. This is the most graphic, I feel. Well, I feel like in terms of it looks like something from a horror movie. It looks like a torture scene. Yeah. From, I guess is what I was kind of getting at. Yeah. Yeah, so she's, you know, riding the Vibratron and faking that it, it... I mean, it seems pretty obvious that she's faking that it's enjoyable. She seems like it's really, really not a good time. No. But she keeps, we get these shots where she keeps looking up at the ceiling and the camera angles kind of go in and out of focus. And my first, and the reason why this was my first, oh, I think I know what's happening is I thought she was disassociating. Oh, and since I knew, interesting. Since I knew that the movie was about her finding her channel taken over by a, a doppelganger, I was like, oh no, it's going to be her the whole time. It's just that she disassociates in this mo- in this moment because of, you know, Interesting, trauma. yeah. And that it actually is her on the channel still and then also her in real life, not from, you know. Whatever. That's what I thought it was going to be. Right. It is not. But. but that's a good. I mean, that's that's yeah. That makes sense. I, I put a lot of work into that theory mentally. <laughs> oh no! Only to have it not at all be that. Oh. I'm still proud of it though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, that's a solid. That's a solid conspiracy theory. I like it. So yeah, we get signs where. We get scenes where I thought she was dissociating, but she doesn't. And I do actually like the moment where there's the model off screen who has the two menus and she like holds up the pizza one and <laughs> yeah. like, i don't know guys i don't think i i don't think so and then she holds up the sushi one she's like oh yeah that's the one guy you know i don't know what kind of takeout should we get conversation it's, it's little mundane touches right and i liked it because it showed that like yeah you know there's this whole sexual fetish thing going on but really it's just these women who are also like hey you know what we gotta eat too we're gonna get takeout what do you want pizza well, they're sushi, just like on you know? the clock yeah you know so i i thought that was a, a cute moment or i don't know if cute's the right word it was like it was a neat moment i liked it yeah no i agree totally um anyway so this evening ends this scene ends thankfully and alice is at her house and she wakes up and she gets her phone and she's trying to log into her account and I didn't realize what the sound meant until she got onto her computer, but it makes like a weird like 
you know, error message sound. Uh-huh. Because it won't let her log into her account. So she gets on her computer and it won't let her log into her account. She's like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And then she hears voices. And so she does the, like, the hello. You know, she's walking down the hallway because there should be no one in her house, right? Right. Um, oh, she sees that she's online. That's right. Yes. Before she goes looking for the voices, she sees that her channel says that she's online. So she clicks on it and it's her in a, t- or in a kiddie pool uh-huh. talking to her guys. And she's like, what? You know? And... um. She hears voices. She follows them to the pink room, the room where she shoots her videos. And there's no one in there, but her mo- her TV is on that mm-hmm. has her live, her quote unquote live stream happening of her in the pool or whatever. So she gets on her phone. She's calling customer service to be like, I think you know there's something wrong with my account. I'm locked out. And I think you guys are playing an old video of me. And the guy who this was where I got part of my second incorrect theory because I thought that the guy on the customer service sounded like Tink. Oh, interesting. So I thought it was going to be some sort of, like, mind game thing where, like, he somehow, like, hijacked her phone so that when she called it went to him instead of customer service that he could fuck with her more. I don't Uh know. It was not that either. But anyway, so she's on the phone with a really unhelpful customer service dude who's like, yeah, no, we don't play old videos. We can't do that. And I see that she's live and, you know, you can just disable the account. And I was just like, no, but I can't get into the account. So while he's on hold, she's like flipping through her calendar trying to find any point in time when she did a swimming pool right show which again like i can barely remember to write down anything consistently about like things i need to remember (laughs) right like i'm not even one of those people who can keep like a grocery list on the fridge and then fill in as i need things on this list i can't even do that i'm just like at work like oh i need a grocery store on the way home what do I even need? Why did I want to go to the, you know, and then I just buy stuff I don't need because I can't even manage to make a grocery list responsibly. And here she has like a year's worth of calendar dates where every day is filled out with what show she did and yeah. what rank she was at because she's a marketer and she needs to watch well, she trends. she takes her shit very seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's flipping through and she can't find a single time when she did this video and, uh, the customer service guy gets back on and he's like, I'm going to escalate this and we'll call you back, which, I mean, I feel like we all know how reliable that response right. is. Mm-hmm. So she goes back to the cam or no, she makes a fake, a fake name, the, right. the Mad Hatter. This is where my questions start. Okay. So she makes the name as the Mad Hatter. She gets in the chat. She's trying to tell everybody that she's Lola and that this is an old video and whatever. And the video Lola blocks her. Mm-hmm. So she makes a second name. Mr. Teapot Mm -hmm. and gets into the chat and tips or something. And the video Lola goes, Oh, hi teapot, which is the moment that she realizes this is not a pre-recorded video Yeah, because you know, she just was recognized by video Lola. So here's, I mean, maybe it should wait until the end. I'm just very confused about all the Alice in Wonderland references. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, there is kind of this idea that she's sort of looking through the looking glass, right? Like, and that there, this is like a, a mirror image of her. It's like a twisted mirror image of her. I guess so. I don't know. I was just wondering if there was more to it other than just, well, it's a theme. I don't know. I mean, I, I do think, like I said, like there, there's an idea of her being reflected back by a screen. You know what I mean? Like it goes into that black mirror territory. Yeah. But I, yeah, I do think that's probably like she's going sort of like down a rabbit hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, and it, it was a minor thing. I was just wondering. No, no, if no, that's more to it. Than... I hadn't really thought about it, but once you said it, I was like, oh yeah, that's. I guess you're right. Those are kind of all references to Alice in Wonderland. 
Yeah, and then I kept have, expecting her cat to be Diana, but his name is Ziggy. Let's see. Oh, so she realizes that it's not a stream video. So she goes to uh, the cam girl house, and she's showing the other girls or whatever that it's this video on, and they're all just like, oh, it's weird. Like, do you they're, think they're playing in an old video? They, like, underreact as far as I'm concerned. If you came and showed me that, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like... I need to go, like, cyber Nancy Drew with you right now. I'm like, not- especially after the orange thing. You know, like, when she first shows them, I think their reaction of like, oh, weird, do you think that that's an old video? It's probably valid. But then when she's like, see Tipper, and her tip is like, say the word orange, and the video Lola goes, orange, you know, that's when it'd be like, no, fuck that. Right? What is this? Yeah, this is the least believable part of the entire movie. I know. <laughs> I would be like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> Burn the computer. It's possessed. Right? <laughs> I would be fully trying to do an exorcism on my fucking router. Like, I know. <laughs> like, that's it. We're all going electricity without electricity. We're going Amish. We're moving to the country. Afraid so. We're cleansing everything with sage. This is too, no more. Yeah. They, they're just sort of, yeah, way too blasé about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Princess walks in and Lola kind of accuses Princess and also a little bit the other girls of like, well, I was here last night and logged into my account and, you know, anyway, and they make a good point where they're like, so you think that she stole your password, found someone who looks exactly like you, convinced her to buy your account all in one night, you know, and it's yeah. like. Yeah, that is a valid. Right. That takes some footwork, you know, like or yeah. some legwork. That, but it's that's not something you do. Her and... Paranoia, like at this point, she's just like, because what would you think if you saw something like this? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so she gets kind of half kicked out of the house and half leaves on her own, and uh, she goes to her mom's salon. Right, this is. Oh no, she's she's on. She calls customer service again while she's at the video game store trying to buy video games for her brother. And the guy now says that her activation code is no good or is invalid. And um, she gets super pissed. She goes to her mom's salon. And uh, she goes to the party. She goes to the party. No, she goes to her mom's salon first, right? Because she's got the bag of video games. Oh, and she's right. Like, Can you yep. wrap these for me? Yep, you're right. And while right. she's there, Tink shows up with flowers. Oh, yes. And, factor increased 10%. Yeah. So she goes and she's like, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, we had, I, last night was so magical. And you said you needed me in real life and that you loved me. And my name's Arthur and all this. And she just kind of like shuts him down. And is like, I didn't talk to you last night. You need to leave, you know, whatever. Creepy. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then we go to the party, right? Yes. So then we get a weird, it was just camera work where we get this really cool move that was very disorienting. And I think that it was supposed to like support the the idea that this movie is getting stranger and stranger as we go but mm-hmm. it was the only camera move of its kind it wasn't repeated and so i kind of like i liked it but i feel like the feeling it was trying to give didn't really carry through but it was the moment where she's walking up and she sees her brother and she's trying to get his attention and then the camera pans over to the brother and then keeps panning in the same direction, and Alice is already at the house. You know, like she's moved while the camera was faced away, and it's really disorienting. It makes it feel like there's two of her, right? And then, and even though she's already said hi to her brother and she's going to the house, you hear someone go, "Hey, Jordan, your sister's looking for you." You know, and it makes it feel like there are two of her. Is how it made me feel, almost. My yeah, weird. That I hadn't thought about it, but you're totally you're right. There is there is something about this whole scene too, where like there is 
you can hear the audio of things happening off camera when she's like having the conversation with the with the the girl from the party store and then it erupts into the room there mm-hmm. is something very different about this scene like as these two it's because what it is is it's almost like these two worlds are colliding right yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 and it felt very much like what's happening with her in the video so you know i felt like there were these it was like there were there was the literal interpretation of what's happening when we see video yes. Lola and real world yes. Lola at the same time. But then it was like thematically repeated in the way mm-hmm. this party was set up, which again, I thought was so, so, so cool, except for it's the only right. time it really happened. And I wanted more of that, I guess. Um, I don't feel like the movie suffers for lack of it. I just think it would have been cool if we got more of that kind of like, I mean, I guess we get a little bit of it when she mm-hmm. does the video with Baby, but, you know, like, this being a more of, like, a, you know, real-world scenario. But anyway, so she goes into the party. She sees the friend from the party store who – this was I also thought was interesting when she meets her in the party store and she seems a little like, oh, hey, you look really yeah. pretty. How are you? You know, and then she sees her at the party and she's like, take a picture of me in this outfit and right. here are my boobs. And, you know, like, and she just seemed like a completely different personality, which, again, I think is supposed to, like, be a real-world instance of the theme of – yeah and also like you know like the identity of who we are online is not necessarily our identity Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and also i guess so i yeah i guess because in the store it would have been that's the the friend's real world quote-unquote but in the party outside of the store Mm -hmm. is where she gets to be someone else you know and also specifically who she is online what her her social media persona is and like there's a part where when this all comes to light that lola has been doing has been camming and she has this look of like superiority on her face but in reality like she engages in the same kind of thing she's just not getting paid for it Mm -hmm. like it's the one moment where you kind of see judge like this is the scene where you people judge lola but the way that it comes off I do feel like it's sort of like the people who are doing the judging are kind of the shitty people as opposed to like having the moral high ground. Yeah, I do like that where you feel like instead of, oh, yeah, you know, they're judging her for this thing they do. You kind of feel almost like, who are right. you to judge her? Right. You know, like, this right. is not okay. This girl is legitimately ambitious yeah. and like legitimately putting her time and energy into something that she wants so to succeed this is actually at. kind of interesting that you, you put it that way because I was reading this interview with the screenwriter who talked about she was originally going to make a documentary, but she decided against it and decided to do a horror movie instead because she wanted to kind of give that message without being preachy. She wants the audience to get on side with Lola and root for a sex worker who to return to her sex work. And I did. Totally. Because what you're feeling, she explains, is that the horror comes from this character's loss of agency and, like, control over their life. And so you relate to her on a human level and it removes the quote-unquote morality around sex work. And so you are hoping for her to be able to regain her sex work job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I know we said we're going to spoil the whole thing, but I'm going to talk about the end in this moment because we're talking about kind of this thing right now. But when, in the end, when she gets you know, like, you know me, I don't necessarily like a happy ending where things work out for mm-hmm. the characters. I prefer things to still be shit when the movie ends. Yeah. But when it ends with her doing it again, and I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. she's starting out at rank 200,357 when she was, you know, 20-something, or her Bot doppelganger was, was yeah. her, her herself was in the 50s, you know, that, and that, in like, seeing 
because you don't see how many people are on this site. You see that she's in the top 50, and you're like, oh, that's pretty good, you know? But then when she starts over again, and she's in the, like, 200,000s or something like that, and you're like, oh, she did some work before yeah. this, and now she's going to do it again. And you get the sense that she will. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Which I think is kind of this amazing, powerful, empowering message at the end of this movie. But because of putting it in camouflage of it being a horror movie, she's your protagonist. And so you're rooting for her. And so you get this message. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's very subtle. It's very smart. And it kind of reinforces what I love so much about horror and the way that horror interacts with like social messages. Yeah, I think it was really, really well done. But yeah. we're not even at the end. No, we're Sorry. not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. It's our podcast. We do what we want. Right? Okay. Right? <laughs> uh, so the party is ruined when um, her brother comes into the room wrestling over a phone with his friends because his friends have been watching her videos and are, are currently watching a stream that video Lola is doing. And so, you know, obviously the phone flies across the room and that's how mom finds out. And uh, Lola tries to be like, oh, I was going to tell you when my rank was better or whatever. And the mom, she's like, no, 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 we're just going to sing happy birthday. And so, you know, Alice leaves disgraced. And uh, this is when she's watching and she tells video Lola to hit herself. Yes. Right. Yeah. So she's fully obsessed with watching video Lola now. And she's getting into some like, reclusive huddled in a blanket being angry and obsessive kind of phase mm-hmm. and uh she's watching video lola do a workout video and she which she looks so cute her makeup in this scene is so good and her little her little 80s hot pink outfit is so adorable i know that's not the point of this scene but i was like she looks so cute but it furthers my point on what the planning is because you know like it's like she plans all these outfits and these themes and things like that it's not just where she shows up and is like whatever watch yeah. me sex things right ah, it's a show yeah. it's like yeah, a, yeah. mm-hmm and I do really, I know we already talked about it, but I do really love that aspect where she's talking to, where like, you know, or there are times where she gets text messages from other cam girls that are like, oh my God, I saw your pool video. Do you mind if I steal that in three weeks? Like, it was so good, you know? And it shows yeah. like this whole other side of the cam girls where they they do, they have to put that kind of effort into the planning and to the, like, the, the content of their shows. Otherwise, you know, that's, they're going to lose followers and stuff and, right. and guys from their rooms. And I, I liked seeing that mm-hmm. side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Lola gets into kind of a, or Alice gets into kind of a, um, crazy rage, I guess. Like, she kind of lets her emotions take, get the better of her. And she, in the chat as Mr. Teapot, uh, tells Video Lola to hit herself. So she starts doing, like, spanking, and then it gets up to the, the, what is it? The vlog? Yeah. And then Video Lola pulls out a gun. And that's when Alice starts being like, oh, no, 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 no. And Video Lola ends up doing a suicide video where she shoots herself in the head and Alice loses it because she just basically watched it. Yeah, no, I mean, that would be very shocking to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm sure it would affect anybody to see themselves kill themselves. Yeah. But, you know, it does turn out to be a faked, you know, the suicide video, the suicide videos that she has done in the past except for she's never had to watch herself do it not knowing what the actual result was going to be because for all she knew she just actually watched some version of herself shoot herself you know and so she it freaks her out and she calls the cops and we get what is my in my opinion the first actually disturbing yeah no you're totally right i mean and this feels like it's actually one of the autobiographical moments in the movie Mm -hmm. is like the creepy fucking cops 
Yes. Yeah, so she calls the cops about someone stealing her identity and they come to her house and she's showing them the video and then the one of the cops gets a call so he steps outside and then we get a really really predatory moment with the remaining cop who's just like you know asking her what exactly this is and if she's ever slept with any of the guys and when she says no he's like oh that's a pity and then when she's like excuse me and he goes oh no it's a compliment no oh god even just the way his body language was where he's like stepping forward as he's asking these questions and what's actually disturbing about it is that that's reality like that's not part of the horror movie that's like oh you that's know, not demons the fantasy and, part. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a thing that really happens to people. And uh, oh, that was the first. I mean, the Vibratron was uncomfortable to watch because it was just uncomfortable to watch for mm-hmm. real reasons. But this was uncomfortable in a, in a very different way. <laughs> right. I mean, it it kind of underscores the the relationship that cops and sex workers have. And also the way that like sex workers are totally unprotected, especially in this post sesta fosta world where not only are you do the cops not give a shit about you but they also you are vulnerable in that if you do sex work you're engaging in illegal behavior that makes you even more vulnerable to the people who are supposed to serve and protect right (laughs) this is a real thing that happens and yeah it, it does kind of give you a reminder of like the dangerous world that even just camming puts puts you in yeah because it's like it it makes it so much harder for you to claim having been violated in any way even just having your identity stolen on the internet is not taken seriously yes you know mm-hmm. this movie in general does a really good job of kicking up and this is another case of showing the cops as those kind of the villains in this scene which mm-hmm. is the reality for a lot of sex workers yeah yeah so they so they leave and they do nothing and she has some more feelings about it but she goes back to her mom's house and sees whorehouse written on the side of it because she wants to drop off her cat. Right. So she talks to her mom, and her mom's like, you know, I watched it, which is the second time, and I'm like, I just don't know. Like, I won't even tell my mom how to find this podcast because I don't need <laughs> I don't need my mother hearing me say the majority of the things that I say yeah, 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 on this yeah. podcast. She... I won't even tell her how to find this podcast, let alone like, and I mean, I know it's not like she showed her mom, like, this is my cam show right. in a world, you know, but it would, it would deeply upset me if, if I found out my mom had watched one of those videos, you know, but her mom is like trying to be very open-minded and, you know, and it's like, I understand, you know, the empowerment and all that. And Alice is trying to tell her like, no, but that's not me. And she's like, no, I know what you're saying. Like, it's a, it's an act. It's a character. And she goes, no, but it's, you know, so she tries to show her. And of course, video Lola is not online conveniently yeah um she also sees her brother who's acting very standoffish which i understand he's a teenager and teenagers can't control their feelings but you can't be 100 percent supportive of someone one minute and that's just because something beyond their control happens suddenly be like i'm ashamed of you yeah you know like it was you knew your sister was doing this you thought it was cool your friend found the video and made your birthday awkward and now you're mad at your sister yeah that doesn't track bud those little shits shits. the smirky little shit that had the phone although i do give jordan a pass because he is 17 and nobody is rational at 17 so right yeah totally fine i guess you just get to be a teenager 
Anyway, yeah, so but, I mean, Alice... but it under I can't. I think it kind of underscores that not all parents are. I mean, I think most parents right. are not going to be into it, but they're not going to necessarily ostracize you. And so she like is trying to see what what the appeal is. And so that's kind of interesting and and good. You're supposed to kind of come away from this, even with the mom supporting her, that like she is very alone. Like her friends are not taking her seriously. She cannot turn to the cops. The IT is not with her. Like nobody, she is, has to resolve this on her own. She is on her own after this scene. Yeah. 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 Uh, so she leaves Ziggy, her cat with her mom and she's, she's on a mission now. She has, Made a plan to meet with Barney before all of this happened. That plan is coming up, so she decides to go meet with him because she... Oh, she catches a video that says where she... Video Lola says she's going to do a video with Baby. Yeah. In a, in what is ultimately... I mean, I understand she rage-smashed her computer, but maybe don't be the person who goes to a public library and looks at a porn site and leaves the volume on. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so while she's on there, she's doing, she finds out that Video Lola has stated that she's going to do a video with Baby. She finds out that, she finds a video where Baby says, like, the exact same fireman line that Video Lola used. And she's starting to do some detective work, and she decides to go meet, she had this plan to meet with Barney. So she's going to go meet with Barney because she thinks Barney can tell her where Baby lives Mm -hmm. because she wants to get a hold of Baby. So she meets with Barney. They go to a quote unquote, isn't it authentic Mexican restaurant? Oh my god. Oh, he's such a fucking creep, man. Where the, the dorky white dude walks in and he's like, Buenos Tardes. <laughs> yeah. Sure is authentic. Muy authentico. <laughs> Although I did like, I know it had a different official name, but I did like that Barney called it the Guacamole Cheese Tower. Yeah. And I immediately was like, oh, I want to go to there. I know. Doesn't that sound amazing? That sounds amazing. <laughs> It was less impressive when it showed up, especially since it was majority guacamole and minimal cheese. Yeah. Okay, you know how my brain works? Yeah. So I I immediately... No, but yes. (laughs) For some reason, and this didn't happen the first three times I watched this movie and I heard the words guacamole cheese tower, but for some reason I just now pictured the cover of the Dark Tower books. One of the Dark Tower books with the towers floating sky, but it's a guacamole cheese tower. I would eat that. I would go to that. Now, that is a tower that I would cross an entire, like, fa- fantasy world to get to. I know, right? Can you imagine this <laughs> off in the distance? This guacamole cheese tower, and you're like, yeah, I'll let him fall for that. <laughs> yeah. There are other worlds than there these. There are other cheeses than these. <laughs> but that one. See, I was kind of imagining kind of like, you know, like those chocolate fountains. Ooh, but with cheese. Yeah. With like a guacamole border. Yeah. We start our own restaurant. We're making that. <laughs> it's just going to be towers of stuff. Yeah. Oh, Different kinds of towers. The tasty like a, towers. Like a shrimp tower. Yes. But like the original tower would be the guacamole cheese tower. And it would be a true yes. guacamole cheese tower. It wouldn't just be a plate of guacamole with a small plate of cheese in the middle. Definitely. That was very disappointing. We, we want a tower. It has to have like a, like a, a third dimension. You know what I mean? It has to go up. Yeah. You need you need to have some like height for it to be a guacamole cheese tower. Don't give me this bullshit flat nonsense. Mm-mm. No, that was I want a tower. Let down. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. If it's agree. got the word tower in it, don't give me like a sort of one and a half tiers. No, 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 tiers no, no. Tiers no, are no, not no. towers. Tiers are not a tower. <laughs> tiers do not a tower make. They do not. I agree. Concur. We, we have found a consensus. We build our towers like real people here. <laughs> With cheese and guacamole. And tortilla chips. 
flowing. blue ones. <gasps> yes. Blue corn tortilla chips. Fuck Should yeah. we like quit our jobs? Did and we just this? like make a <gasps> Can we call it dollars? the House of Towers? <laughs> yeah, of course we can. <laughs> <laughs> I love and it. And our All slogan right. will be there are other worlds in these parentheses, but this one has cheese towers. I lo- that's the one I want to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we better this is we're going down a weird road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have so many business plans we now. We really do. We should be millionaires. Why aren't we I millionaires? Know. Our plans are so good. If someone would just fund us the startup, we could make other people so rich. Send us your scratch. Also TM on the on the House of Towers restaurant. Back yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he orders the guacamole cheese tower and she's talking to him. She's trying to like slyly get him to talk about baby. And so she's kind of like, you've met baby, right? And he's like, yeah, I went to her house and he shows her a photo of the two of them in front of something called Barney's hardware. And she's Mm -hmm. trying to be like, oh, you know, or he's like, aren't you guys supposed to do a show together? And she goes, yeah, she's coming to my place and she's driving. And he goes, well, that's a long drive from Georgia. And so she immediately excuses herself to the bathroom to Google Barney's Hardware in Georgia, which I understand the eagerness. I would feel the same way, but I also would have 100% waited till the end of the date because you've got to, like, you know, see what other information you can get, maybe not disappear into the bathroom forever, and then do your research for the safety of, I guess, the library because she smashed her computer. But still, I would have waited. Anyway, so she goes into the bathroom to Google Baby's Hardware in Georgia, Baby's Hardware, Barney's Hardware in Georgia. And um, meanwhile, Video Lola starts streaming, you know, starts a show. And Barney sees it and realizes it's, you know, he thinks it's some sort of mistake. And then I think he tips or something. And then Video Lola says something to him so he knows it's real. Mm-hmm. So he, and this is where I did not make this connection until it was happening because Alice is in the bathroom and sees that video Lola is doing a show and she starts like, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, no, this is your chance to run out there and show Barney like, see, it's an imposter. Why are you not doing that? And then when it turns out that he immediately assumes she's the imposter and I'm like, oh yeah, I would have definitely backed myself into a corner in that (laughs) scenario because I would have a hundred percent made the wrong move there. Good on you. Good on you. But this is the second truly horrifying moment in this movie for me when he bursts into the bathroom and tries to physically remove her from the building and the bus or the little waiter guy who uh-huh. can't speak Spanish had been knocking and been like are you okay and he witnessed a he witnessed an adult man go into the women's bathroom after this young woman and when the man emerges physically like carry like forcing the woman out and making up some half-assed excuse about oh my wife can't drink liquor even though she didn't order any and that guy was the waiter so he would know right and the guy does nothing and that's what's horrifying to me yeah. about it is this guy was a hundred percent about to let this woman mm-hmm. get abducted yep and he was just gonna be like well he said she was his wife so it obviously was okay you know and like Mm-mm. that's like it was the realest not... thing that happens in the movie Ugh. it's just but the then people she... watching and just being like, oh, well, that's unfortunate for her. I don't want to get involved. That seems right? like trouble. That seems like a... Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's that's uh, real. Yep. So she bites him and runs to her car where she has a taser. And I'm glad she has the taser. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she goes home and she's... The, the baby and Lola show has started. And they're in Lola's house in the pink room and Lola's watching them. She's in her own bedroom and she's watching the the video. And then in the video, Lola starts giving them 
a tour of the house and she's like we should go into my real bedroom which is actually a legitimately creepy moment when you're hearing yeah. the video play and watching them get near to the door that alice is in and she runs to the door and she's screaming at them not to come in but there's nobody physically there but it feels like someone's there and it was like it was a legitimately really creepy moment like i think right. well it's I the think next lot- layer of violation as well it's yeah. now crossed over into stealing her fantasy cam identity and is now crossed over into her real life it's now into the alice territory to the point where they're like looking at pictures of her brother yeah when they show the picture of her brother yeah. on the camera felt like a huge violation and oh like, yeah in her in her bed when you know and she's like i my guys have never seen where i actually sleep at night you know and like video lola is showing the internet the parts of alice that she's purposefully kept separate right exactly purposefully kept for herself and for some reason showing the picture of her little brother was especially disturbing to me because that's like mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like those celebrities who refuse to show their children's faces on yes. instagram and stuff it's like that you know like that's their personal life they don't want the public knowing you know these these pictures of the people that they love mm-hmm. in connection to them you know and like ugh, yeah Fake Lola is systematically breaking down every single one of the boundaries that real Lola creates. Yeah. Yeah. This part was pretty intense. Yeah. So I think at this point she realizes she needs to find Tinker. She found out from Barney that he was supposed to meet with these. He won a raffle to meet these two cam girls. And only one showed up. And she's making these connections between Baby doing live shows with these girls and then these girls suddenly kind of disappearing uh-huh. and acting strange and doing weird weird things and saying that same fireman line or something. Like, there was some connective factor. So she looked them all up, looked up past videos, and that's when she found out Tinker was the number one fan for all these girls that are having this – that are, you know, just strange things are happening to that are similar to what's happening to her. Uh-huh. So she decides she's got to find Tinker. Um, she had talked to Tinker previously – when after he followed or found her in the store or whatever and he had admitted to moving to her town and he told her oh, i'm staying at the green acres but i'm trying to find something more permanent so she goes to the green acres and starts pounding on doors looking for him and i love of course is the there like a she, sweaty white he's like guy tall, sweaty nervous <laughs> and the woman was like burn. oh yeah room three like, <laughs> such a burn on tinker oh, right <laughs> Like, it wouldn't even have been as bad if the woman had been like, um, I don't know. There is a white guy down there. But when she was, like, tall, sweaty, nervous, oh, yeah, room three. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Tink. Um, so she finds him, you know, and she does her, like, oh, it's me. It's Lola. Like, I just, you know, even though she's got her taser hidden in the back of her pants. And he lets her in, and she's, like, you know, apologizes for, for making him leave that day. And she's just like, I don't know what to do. And he gets that creepy like savior oh persona yes. feeling, you know mm-hmm. where he's like i i'm just i'm your helper i'm here to help you and to be Ugh, here you like come so in you creepy. know let me make you tea and it's like it's so it's one of those things where everything he's saying and doing would normally be really comforting if it wasn't him saying yeah. or doing them you yeah. know like it's all things you want someone else to say and in a different tone right you know like and if he hadn't already crossed her boundary and wasn't stalking her right by showing up in her town (laughs) and so and then on top of that so in the beginning of the movie when she um does the video chat with him after the first suicide and she's he's like oh this is your year and she's like i know i'm so excited um 
in the video of him, you see that big painting behind him in the video, and it's the same painting as in his hotel room, which means that he was in the Green Acres before he admitted to. Oh, I th- I missed that detail. Yeah, oh, that's it's interesting. The same, it's the same port. It's the same p- painting or whatever that's hanging so he's over. He's already bed. in town at that point. Yeah, so oh, he's been in town this damn. whole time. Oh damn. Yeah. So creepy tinker. So he. He tells her he believes her and that it's someone who's obviously obsessed with her and that they're going to wait till she goes on tonight and then they're going to f- get to the bottom of this. And and then he, you know, totally jumps and is like, well, she obviously knows where you live. You should just stay here. And oh I don't God. know that I would have because right. I feel like I would have woken up tied to something. or Oh, yes. He would have been like eating your arm or found him dressed as me in the bathroom, <laughs> like wearing your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But instead, she wakes up to him masturbating to uh, Video Lola, so that's not much better. Yeah, it just kind of tells you exactly how much value he actually puts into or or how much of a real person he sees her as. Especially since... That he knowingly that it's not her. Yeah. Well, and especially since when he realizes she's caught him in the bathroom, his reaction is to say, don't go. Like, I'm about to finish. How about you stay until I do? And I was like, yeah. that's so gross. Yeah. That is great. the clammiest sentence anybody has ever said. <laughs> Cla- he is so clammy. That like is those, the right word. That sentence felt clammy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oof. Like, oof, ugh. Oof, oof, oof. So she's uh, rightfully angry and tases him and is, you know, and that's when he admits that he can usually tell when a girl's going to get copied. Uh-huh. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, it seems to take everything from you online. It's not even just FGL. It's the whole internet. And I can usually tell. And I, and so she gets, again, rightfully mad. Where she's like, so you knew that it was going to happen. You just waited for it to happen so you could write in here and be the hero or whatever. And then she hears video Lola from the bathroom who's still on the, t- on the, on the computer. Like, being like, Tink, where'd you go? You know, whatever. And uh-huh. so... Alice goes into the bathroom and Video Lola is like, oh, hi, who are you? Are you Tink's girlfriend? And Alice is like, oh, he's not here anymore. And that's when she realizes that it doesn't, Video Lola, yeah. it doesn't know what the fuck it looks like. Right. And I think this, that moment, that sentence was really cool to me, really impactful, because that was the moment that it became like a thing. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is an entity of yeah. some sort. Mm-hmm. It stopped being like, oh, this is either a doppelganger or some sort of like hallucination or some sort of like it's internet glitch or like the future looping on the internet or whatever. It's like, this is an entity somehow that yeah. is doing this thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention she found out the baby's been dead for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is still currently making videos. Yeah. So... So there's that. Throw that out. Let's <laughs> put that out there. That happened. Um, so she, and she hatches a plan quickly that I would not have come up with this plan. Probably ever, if not this fast. Yeah. Uh, but she decides that because the thing doesn't know what it looks like, she's gonna do something. I don't know. Again, I would never have come up with this plan. Right. But she goes home and sets up her like her big TV facing the mirror in her vanity and she gets on the chat and she pays for a private chat with video Lola and uh, has video Lola set up in front of the vanity and then reveals herself and video Lola of course is like, Oh, it's Tink's girlfriend, you know, whatever. Um, Alice gets her to play the video or to stream the video in her room. Right. So everybody can watch and they start playing a monkey see monkey do. 
game where one of them will do something and the other one has to copy it and the room has to vote on who did it best, right? And whoever yeah. wins gets a prize. So Lola or Alice loses the first round and has to strip. And then um, her, like, monkey see, monkey do is an incredible statement followed by smashing her face into the desk. Yeah. And we get one of the best prosthetic wounds I've ever seen in my life. That nose... When it, when it looks like it's just dangling Ugh. off somehow, Ooh. it was so good. It's gruesome. It is it gruesome. It was so good. Yeah. And especially after that second hit, when Ooh. it just looks like... Because you know the bone structure, the cartilage structure is still in there, but the skin is just coming off because yeah. it's just not attached anymore. She has yeah. smashed. And it's not even like, oh, it cut off. It was blunt force trauma has severed Split. so much. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's nasty. It was so good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was so good. Yeah. And um, so she wins the round. She demands the password to the account, which, you know, Video Lola gives to her. And at that point, you know, uh, Alice tells the room, like, okay, you, she did it. You can keep tipping. And she's logged in. She's ready to delete the account, which is a permanent no going back move. And she's watching the rank tick up past 20 and it's like one of those moments where it's like, you know, she's thinking about like, I worked so goddamn hard. Yeah. And just to get to 50. And all I wanted was top 10, and this thing is doing it, but, you know, end of the day, there's no taking back this account from this thing. It took it once, right. I can't, you know. So she deletes the entire account, and all of her hard work, gone, but she's yep. got, she's gotten her, sort of gotten her identity back, right? Yeah, well, I mean, she's definitely, or she's gotten she's her reclaimed ability. her own face. Now is the sole owner of it again. Right. Cause, oh yeah, because there was that scene when she tried to make another account where you have to send a picture of yourself and then a picture of yeah. yourself next to your driver's license. And it was like, oh, this this person already has an account. Exactly. So she couldn't even, you know. Anyway, so she heals her nose, has a scar, but it's, you know, it's not that, not that bad compared to how bad that wound was. Yeah. I think that scar is pretty much best end result after yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. And we get the scene where she's at the salon and her mom is doing her hair and her makeup. And she's like, I can't believe I'm doing this for you. You know, not in like a, I don't know. She's just kind of like, you can tell that she's still trying to be supportive, but she still hasn't fully settled on like, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, you know? Mm -hmm. And she goes, what are you going to do if this happens again? And she's like, then I'll start another one and I'll start another one and I'll start another one. And the last thing we get is her creating a new account with a new ID that she somehow has under the name Eve Bot. Yeah. And we, I love this last shot mm -hmm. where it's like the three, two, one, and then hey guys and she's just back to herself her yep. character mm -hmm. and she's ranked 200,000 something yeah <laughs> but she's gonna get it yep. she's gonna get it yep. and I, I think you're totally right when you said that we left her that sense of like yeah she is gonna have to do all that work again but she's gonna yeah she did mm -hmm. it once she's gonna do it again this is the difference between this movie and, a, and like almost every single episode of Black Mirror is that it actually ends on a hopeful note right <laughs> which Black Mirror you're always like Oh my god, the world is in decline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so what did you think? I really like this movie. Yeah. I really really like this movie. I was worried I had overhyped it, which you know, I yeah, when I get excited about things, like I get really excited about them and there's always that danger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really liked it cuz I really I I mean, I love Madeline Brewer. I yes. love the Alice character. Mm -hmm. I loved the actual movie, how 
like, and not once did I think it was going to be some sort of entity. I do love the ambiguity, too, how it's not like, yeah. well, it's an ancient demon awoken in the digital age or anything. Yeah. It's just like, it's just this thing that exists and it right. copies girls and that's what it does. And no one knows why. And for some reason, Tink is like the creepy supernatural brothers who somehow is following it and can recognize it. But it, instead of defeating it, is gross about it. Yeah. He is fucking gross. About yeah. it. <laughs> like, uh, I read a lot of reviews of this movie and like the they're very positive, but like a lot of them are kind of like, this isn't really horror. And I, I kind of disagree. I, I definitely disagree. Yeah. Because I feel like it's not horror in that like you have some like spooky, you know, spooky doings and jump scares and like haunted house. You know what I mean? But it plays with like, and this is the kind of horror that I like best when it kind of addresses real world horror and i think this and like real world anxieties and i think this movie definitely does that everything from the way that technology sort of like embraces women who adhere to a specific beauty standard but also punishes them and hates them a little bit and i think you see that especially in the opening scene when she pulls out the knife Everything up to that point is like, we love you so much. Oh, you're so beautiful. I love you. And then she pulls out the knife and the room kind of turns. And you see sort of that there is some darker impulses with the, the, the audience's fantasies. Like they're very happy to maybe see, she'll see violence against her. And it's the same yeah. thing in the final. They, they, she wins the fight with the, the, you know, doppelganger when she starts getting violent. The room like goes crazy. And she wins. So there's kind of like, it kind of plays with that idea of how, what it's like to be a woman on the internet in a way that is without being preachy is kind of thematically very present in this. Also the fear of like identity theft. If you have listened to any podcast about hacking, man, the internet is terrifying. We are so vulnerable. We are truly, truly vulnerable. And there is kind of that background noise anxiety about that vulnerability that I think this movie does a really good job of exploring and kind of like that fear of like getting locked out of your own account and like not being able to recover it and people being able to do whatever they want with your personal information or your credit card information or whatever is yeah. really scary and like obviously this is a very extreme version of that but I do think that that is a very modern scary thing that we're dealing with and horror is best when it's kind of playing with those things mm -hmm. and then the idea of like the future we're like on the cusp of really scary technology that's amazing but also really frightening like ai and deep fakes those are right around the corner they're going to have massive impacts on our culture because yeah it's already so hard to trust what we see anymore and when deep fakes get as they get better and they become more prevalent and ai becomes more prevalent we are going to be able to trust even less and so that's really a really scary real world thing and so i think that this movie does a good job of playing with those fears and you know also the idea that we no longer like the more and more we find out about Facebook and all just like the total fuckery that is happening with our data, with things in social media and how we a less and less of our own personal like information, our identities, our, our data, all of that stuff has is increasingly belonging less and less to us. That's very scary to think about. And, and I like that this movie ends with the sort of message of there is an inherent value in your identity and your personhood and it should belong to you and you 
if you have to take it through violence, you take it back. I think that's, I mean, I'm not calling for Zuckerberg's head on a pole, but I'm also not, not calling for it. (laughs) And so I kind of like that. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things happening in this movie in addition to all the sex work stuff that we've talked about quite a bit. Like, I just, I don't know. I really feel like this is a movie that could kind of only exist right now. Yeah, well, and you know, like I said, like I normally like movies that end you know, darker mm-hmm. and where things don't work out. But I legitimately would have been disappointed in the end if it ended with Alice being like, I'm not going to get back on the internet. I'm going to live in the real world and I'm going to do real things. I would have been really disappointed in that yeah. ending. And I love that it ended with her being like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do it again. And if it happens again, I'll do I'll make another one and I'll make another one. I'll make another one. And yeah. I think it's one of the few horror movies I've ever seen that ends with the main character winning and having me be like, yeah, yeah, right. you win. Yeah. Yes, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and I think that you know, and you mentioned um, how much you liked the writing of this movie earlier a little bit, but I think that it does speak to writing that they were able to not only create a character but a story that by the end of it made me, who normally roots for right. downfall no matter what, right? Like legitimately, like fuck yeah, you get back on the internet. She earned it for you. Yeah, cam girl, you cam the hell out of <laughs> the girl. <laughs> well, I like this idea that she's not beat. You know what I mean? Right? Like yeah. they did not. Gr- they did not the internet tries to take people women specifically and just like grind them down and make them be quiet and make them go away and she refuses to allow that to happen yeah it's it's pretty powerful and which is a weird thing to say about like a little indie sci-fi horror movie on netflix but i don't know i really i really love this no but it makes you want to like march in a parade or something right right Right? like yeah like where's my pink hat (laughs) i love you (laughs) awesome okay any other thoughts about the movie no i mean i watched it three times and i liked it all three times like i i really like because it's not only just the story and the character and the acting but it's also like the the visuals i think are really Mm -hmm. great the way the use of color the use of light you know and Mm -hmm. i think just even um the way madeline brewer plays alice in her like when when she tells ziggy you know go away i'm studying and Mm -hmm. she's just watching baby to figure out what it is about baby that's so you know she's doing market research yep you know what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love it yeah definitely definitely so if you were to watch this a fourth time what would you drink with this Honestly, I think, I mean, I'm really inspired by the colors. Mm. So I think it would either have to be like a vodka and grapefruit with, for that pink. Mm. Or like, you know, those like blue Hawaiian like fishbowl drinks. Yeah. That they make? Like a blue fishbowl drink. Ooh. With a friend. Yeah. Who <laughs> looks exactly like you sitting across from you drinking out of a straw at the same time yes <laughs> yeah exactly for you and your doppelganger to share <laughs> there was this um this bar that i used to go to with my friends when i was in my early 20s because they sold fishbowl drinks oh my god they were so good and it was like that age where you don't care yet that you're sharing a same fishbowl drink with like six other people and all the backwash possibilities that are happening we totally drank a fishbowl before it wasn't a fishbowl, but we had a big giant drink. Do you remember? You and me? Yeah. Where? At when? Trader Vic's for my birthday. We got oh, yeah! a giant whiskey. We got the like bourbon <gasps> barrel drink. That's I'm, right. I'm looking at the barrel right now. It's literally right in front of me. <laughs> that's right. But that's what I thought of for the. I don't think. I don't know if like alcohol wise it matches, but in my head, what I thought it was that like 
uh, like electric blue fishbowl drinks, like the yeah. big ones and the big, huge, you know, I that you like share with it. people. I like it. Those sound like excellent drink choices. So we didn't get any feedback this week, but we do love to hear from you guys. So if you want to send us an email, you can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can find us on our Facebook page. Um, we're always milling around on there. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the show, do leave us a review on iTunes. Now, I guess all that's left is for us to pick what we're going to do for the next episode. And it's my turn. Have you heard of the movie Life Changer? No. Okay, good, 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 good. So this is one I, I have not seen either, but Ariel says it's good. So if it sucks, we get to blame her. Perfect. <laughs> okay, it's, okay, so Life Changer, it's on Netflix, and here's the description of the movie. A shapeshifter has to kill, then inhabit his victims or die. But as his need for new bodies speeds up, he finally faces down his own mortality. Ooh. Yes, and I okay. what I'm told is that it has excellent body horror. Ooh, nice. Yes. Lots of I'm guessing lots of soft tissue. Ooh. <laughs> Are you into that? I am. All right, so for those of you playing at home, next movie is Life Changer. I'm excited. I am too, yeah. I mean, I've been especially meaning- since you haven't seen it. I love watching ones that neither of us have seen. Yeah, me too. This has been on my. This is like you know you have your like to, to watch. This has been on my to watch forever, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make myself. You know, I'm mean, like, it's, I'm gonna put it on the calendar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of it just yeah, sort of yeah, happening yeah. organically, I'm gonna make it happen because it's yeah. I've heard from Ariel good things, and also just the description of that sounds like totally the nerdy kind of horror movies that we like. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. So I guess that's it. And um, unless there's anything else, I don't. I don't want to cut you off. If there's something you wanted to say. No. No. I think we. I think we covered everything I wanted to. All right. Cool. Well, then take us out. All right. Thanks for coming back and watch Life Changer, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye, everybody. Good night, folks. <laughs>Uh, how have you been? I've been good. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can, I need to put something underneath my mic to raise it a little bit or okay. I'm going to have it. So it might make some weird noises okay. for a minute. I'm just still struggling with finding the right, the right pieces of garbage that I've saved that I can turn into <laughs> a mic stand. <laughs> if that is not a metaphor for our podcast, I don't know what it is. <laughs> So now there's like a little like, I mean, you would see vagina if you looked at it because you see vagina more <laughs> see easily than I, I do. do. I do. It's true. It's yeah, my so, gift. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah. So my left eye now has a <laughs> tiny little vagina in it. Oh my God. There's somebody out there whose fetish just like came alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they're like, I don't know what my thing is. And now they know. <laughs> yeah. It's my tiny little vagina scar. Yeah. Which, ironically, is not a scar in my vagina. It is... <laughs> in the shape of an eye. It's a vagina-shaped scar. It's it's my secret eye on my real eye. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> Have I ever told you the again. story about how Michael Sarah stole my lighter? What? Oh, yeah, so... full of fucking stories. There's... It was when I was... Um, 
early 20s and I was living in Portland and I think I had graduated college right at this point but you know I was a Portland hipster barista just like drinking all night making coffee all day and sometimes puking in the back when I needed to you know that super fun responsible lifestyle uh-huh. and there was some night where I was like you know what I'm tired I'm not gonna go out I'm not gonna drink I'm just gonna watch a movie and go to sleep and I felt so weird about it because I was uh-huh. like 22 and my roommate comes home from somewhere, and she's like, we got to go to the Wonder Ballroom. Everybody's going to the Wonder Ballroom. There's this concert. And I was like, I do not want to go to the Wonder Ballroom. She somehow got me to not only go, but also drive. I don't know. Wow. She... And I was like, I'm not going in, because I don't want to... If there's a cover, I'm not going in. And so there was a cover. So she was like, well, I'm just going to go in and see if I can find whoever she was there to look for. So I'm standing outside, and I went around... There were like the um, like the van of whatever band was playing that night parked out front, like the trailer and whatever. Uh-huh. And so I went around the back of it to smoke a cigarette and I'm standing back there smoking. And then this guy comes out and he's like, oh, hey, can I use your lighter? And I was like, sure. And I handed him my lighter and then someone caught his attention. And then he like walked away and I was like, oh, that's my fuck it. So he wanders away. And as he's leaving, walking away, my friend appears and she like double takes at this guy and she goes, holy shit, that was Michael Sarah because it was Michael Sarah's band. Oh, what? Do you remember this when he was a bass player in a band called Vaguely. something something Brontosaurus or Brontosaurus something? I that don't remember. That sounds so incredibly on brand. Yeah. So that was the band that was playing the Wonder Ballroom. And so she double takes and she goes, holy shit, that was Michael Sarah. And at the same time she said that, I was like, that dude stole my lighter. And then we just kind of looked at each other and she and I was like, wait, that was who? He can have it. That was crazy. <laughs> he can afford his own damn lighter. Give it back. And then, like, the next day, I was talking to someone who was like, yeah, you know, I was telling the story, and the dude was like, oh, that's crazy, Michael Sarah stole your lighter, because that same night, he slept with my best friend's girlfriend. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess he kind of came out on top of that scenario. Yeah. He's just like a chaos demon. What the he hell? He is. He just slips in and out, just spreading little bits. I mean, I'm lucky. Well, I'm lucky all he did was steal my lighter. <laughs> <laughs> 